Hello, good friends. Welcome to a color-coded symphony on the air. I'm Irina Spiritu, coming to you from the unceded traditional territory of the Ohlone here in Oakland, California. A color-coded symphony is a musical experience whose aim is to encourage openness and nurture curiosity towards cultures by connecting our ethnic origins to music and rhythms worldwide. In this episode, our guest is Kainani Hartnett, a musician who teaches and performs with her ensemble, Aha Mele, here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We highlight the songs and compositions written by Queen Lilio Kalani, her love for Hawaii and its native people, Hula's connection to lyrics, and the beautiful Hawaiian culture. Let's start with Liliue, performed by Kawaika Puo Kalani Hewitt. Ai eleli ue no honani mai Lili ue no honani mai Kokino e ki imili mili Lili ue no honani mai Kokino e ki imili mili Ko maka e no veo vale, ko papa lina e kukuana. Ko maka e no veo vale, ko papa lina e kukuana. Ko po ohivi anipe ahi, ko polie na he na he vale. Kopo ohivi anipe ahi, kopo lie na he na he vale. Kokulie nukumoi oe, kovavai kaumai iluna. Kokulie nukumoi oe, kovavai kaumai iluna. Aina ia mai anakapuana Lili ue no honani mai Aina ia mai anakapuana Lili ue no honani mai Hae ala, hae ala, ea, ahae Kainani, thank you for joining me here. Oh, you're welcome. Reading information about Queen Liliokalani, I learned so much about her that I, I didn't know before. First of all, I didn't know that a lot of the songs that were recorded uh, on Hawaiian music was were her compositions. And so uh, can you just talk about your first... Well, let's talk about you. Let's see. I know. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into teaching music. Well, um, I grew up in um, in Hawaii. I I was born in Hilo, but we moved to Honolulu, where I went to middle school and high school and all that. Um, I actually I I feel like none of my family really is connected to Hawaiian music or anything. I'm the only one in my family. Wow. Yeah, and even my friends. Uh, I I had 
I, I took band, I learned clarinet and everything. And I think that's the basis for my music education. Um, but when I, uh, it, on the side, we would play guitar and stuff in the little band room. And that's when I started. <laughs> and then uh, I listened to Hawaiian radio growing up. Mm. And not, none of my friends did. I was the only one. So, um, yeah, I just, it was just really captured me. I just loved Hawaiian music. Um, and some, in fact, some of the songs that Ahameli does now, I, I used to listen to on the radio. Wow. And so they're kind of old songs <laughs> that I think nowadays people don't really know about. But. And do you think that's because uh, a lot of Western music has kind of taken over radio or media in Hawaii? Yeah, maybe. I, I, it, was, it was actually kind of funny because when I, I went to college in Michigan, mm -hmm. and uh, when I went to when I was in the dorm, all my friends were going to Bruce Springsteen concert. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you're going to come, right? And I said, um, I don't, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> and they all thought that was crazy. They, they kind of, I, you know, I would get questions um, in Michigan like, um, so do you guys live in grass shacks? <laughs> oh you know, because, you know, people don't know. Sure, so it was good that they asked. And so yeah. I set them straight. <laughs> that <laughs> so was can, the beginning of sharing your, your, your history and culture. Exactly. And of course, Michigan is so different than Hawaii. I was very homesick, of course, mm. you know. And, you know, it's really cold. So it's totally different. Oh, yeah. So um, when I got homesick, I would pick up my guitar and play Hawaiian music. Mm. Which I feel like that's when I really started playing oh, really? Hawaiian music. Yeah. And so, did you study Hawaiian music in school, or was it just growing up with it and listening? Just I, in fact, I yeah, just growing up and listening to it, and I feel like I just I didn't even really know what it, what the words meant. I would just mm. kind of memorize the flow of the words mm -hmm. um, so by ear. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Every time I, I listen to Aloha Oi, mm. is that how you pronounce yes. it? Yes. Uh -huh. I just want to cry. It's yeah. just such a beautiful yeah. song. And yeah. uh, well, do you, can you tell us about that song? Oh yeah. So um, Queen Lulu Kalani, um, I know she had she had like a very, you know, an amazing life. Um, a lot of it, you 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 read her uh, her story and you feel like so sad for her as a as a person because mm -hmm. I feel like she was a person who didn't like she kind of deserved someone who just loved her so much. You know, mm. in terms of you know somebody who she chose to be married to and yes. that really didn't happen for her so like I, I feel like a lot of her songs a lot of Hawaiian songs are love songs you know mm. they're um if you just listen to the words it's about po it's very poet Hawaiian language is so poetic um so a lot of the language is um it's on the t on the surface it talks about flowers and the wind and the rain but all of that has an, another meaning of love and um you know things like that mm. so deeper meanings underneath um, so yeah, so she she wrote a, she actually wrote way more songs than she wrote down. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I mean, one one of my one of the quotes I'd say that that I just um, is amazing to me is she said that for her composing music is like breathing. Hmm. I mean that's how much she she was amazingly gifted musician wow. and you know um, it's her her whole family. You know she actually went to um, when she was young she lived in boarding school with the. At, kind of a royal school for all the royal children mm -hmm. and they all learned music they all learned western music and so they all learned you know how to you know, and then they grew up with Hawaiian music so a lot of them integrated a lot of that together so mm -hmm. you so you hear a lot of waltzes and things like that which which most Hawaiian music you don't hear that interesting <laughs> yeah but um, but she was um yeah so they just she just had a very very innate uh, talent at at music and 
uh, she loved music and it, it was something that she did to make herself happy. And I know that she wrote like over 160, but you're saying right. more than that. Oh yeah. That's probably not documented. Oh yeah, yeah. Are there recordings of act her mm -hmm. actually performing? I have not heard anything of her performing anything. I, I think, you know, her, her comp compositions are so beautiful. Like there's a lot of instrumentals, mm -hmm. you know, people do that as, choir, uh, not choirs, but um, orchestras. Mm -hmm. things like that and then there's you know people who sing the words and everything in Hawaiian music it's interesting uh, native Hawaiian music the words are really important like the words are the most important part the poetry mm -hmm. in fact mele is the word for a song and really it's the poetry of the words the tune like the I feel like it was it was commonplace to just borrow tunes you know from another song and that was well uh, it was happened it happened all the time and it was no problem. It wasn't like today where you, can, you can't copy somebody's song. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get in trouble. Right. But yeah, but in the old days, that, that happened a lot. And mm. it was really the poetry that was the important thing. Mm -hmm. so. Well, there was a song that you shared with me, which mm -hmm. is more of a chant, which yeah. is a Lili Ue. Uh-huh, Lili Ue. And yeah. um, I I've heard um, songs like this in which, I don't know if it's all from chants, uh, the, the lead singer would cue the first, was it the first mm -hmm. word mm -hmm. from the song and then everybody else chimes in? It, yes. And it seems, is that a, would you say a common thing? Absolutely. So um, I, I'll talk about that chant a little bit. Because okay. I, I think it's, um, it's a really cool thing to think about or to know about is um, when, when people get honored by song, like it's like a, a big honor that you could give somebody is to write a song for them. So, um, and her being a, a royal person born into royalty um she this chant was composed for her and it was it was it's and in in, in in um in keeping with what i was just talking about is like it's, i think the chant kind of was written already and then it just got adjusted for her you know oh, wow. and it's kind of it's a really um it's a it's a really popular chant a lot of hula people learn the song or learn how to dance that mm -hmm. and it it kind of goes from her head to her toes like you know her body is like amazing and her eyes you know gleam and you know just like it, it just goes through her whole it just shows how much love people have for her mm -hmm. and uh and that was composed for her as an infant that is so beautiful <laughs> yeah and, and and it's interesting because you know when royal people were born like you know they kind of look for omens of royalty uh -huh. and she actually there was a rainbow that appeared in the sky when she was born so really yeah so oh, when, you, when you think about all that and then you know just <laughs> Um, yeah, and then having a chant written for you, and so so a lot of people do um, know that song. When we, uh, I didn't really answer your question. So the answer about no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when you have hula dancers that are dancing along with um, the musicians, um, what you were what you were saying is that when somebody says the first word or mm -hmm. the first part of a of a line, that's a way of communication between the musicians and the dancers, mm -hmm. so that everybody is on the same verse or the same place. Okay. So, um, so in Ahameli, I say the kahea. We call it a kahea. Kahea means to call. Uh -huh. So I, um, I'll say the first word, and all the musicians know what verse we're on, and hopefully I say the right one. <laughs> I usually do, <laughs> and if I don't, people have to do what I say, anyways. <laughs> They're very good about that. <laughs> but and, um, then, and then the dance uh, reflects the the words. Absolutely, from? yeah. Hula, wow. hula. The, one, the most important thing about hula is that it interprets the words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they and really go hand in hand. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So that, yes, that is um, the key thing of hula. Like, you, you can't have a hula to instrumental music. Mm, like, you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the poetry, again, is the most important part. Yeah. 
And is, is, the, is the hula dance uh, uh, an interpretation of the song uh, that's the same throughout, or, or do various dancers have their own mm. uh, version? Right. So um, <laughs> that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> so traditionally, you know, um, so pe who, people who want to learn hula learn from a teacher. Um, kumu are, uh, they're called kumu. Kumu means source. Mm -hmm. So a, a teacher is a source of your learning, your information, mm -hmm. and, you know, how you go about learning. So um, some kumu will teach their students exactly as they're, they've been taught, the dances. So the dances will look the same throughout the generations. And uh, that's traditionally how it, how it has been. Mm -hmm. um, um, with uh, with ancient style hula, that tends to be more traditional. Although people are nowadays, and including our kumu kumu mark, <laughs> he is very you know he um, he kind of modernizes things and makes it exciting for the, the newer generation. Mm. So it actually inspire. It's very inspiring. Um, and so some so he, his kumu told him to do his own. Mm. So that's a different a little different mindset than some other people might have. I see. Yeah. So, so the dances will look different. Um, it won't look like this exact same choreography. Right. You know, and, and it also depends on what, how, what kumu you were learning from, what your dance looks like. And I guess that also helps dis uh, distinguish your, mm -hmm. the, uh, your aha melee. Is how you present your dances. Exactly. Yeah. And I have to say, and I've said this before, I have seen you dance. I've seen, I have relatives in Hawaii, and I also grew up doing hula mm -hmm. as a little girl because uh -huh. that's what they do in the Philippines. All right. And I love watching you dance. <laughs> you are just one of the most graceful dancers I've ever See, I just love watching you dance. I just oh, wanted to let you. you know that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's being at AHA for, I've been, I was at AHA for probably about 18 years. Mm. And I love dancing, you know, with Kumu Mark is very inspiring, as I was saying. And, mm. um, you know, he definitely focuses on more on Kahiko, although his, his style of chanting is, it's kind of like a little bit modern, a little bit, um, and a lot, oh, a lot traditional too. Yeah, he, he, his, and his, his mind is amazing. Like he just, um, yeah, the, the way he the way he thinks is just amazingly creative and uh, and just grounded in in Hawaii mm. the love of hula. Really. Oh, that's yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. So so I feel like Ahamele like he is our he is like our foundation, right? Mm -hmm. Aha is uh, the Academy of Hawaiian Arts. Mm -hmm. Ahamele, we I started the uh, the music class. Some some dancers. Um, when I first started, it was in like 2003, um, about a year into that, uh, some other dancers were asking, oh, is there a way we can do some music? And they knew that I was a musician. <laughs> <laughs> and so they asked if I would teach a, a music ensemble or, or a music class. And so and that's so how it started. That's how it started, yeah. And then you brought more, more uh, folks to play, yeah. which became the we whole opened, Yes, ensemble. we opened it up to other people. Um, and yeah, so some people have been with me a long, long time. Um, so we, we kind of go, we start with the inspiration of AHA of like doing, doing your own, but you know, doing it well too, mm -hmm. like really putting a lot, in, a lot of thought into it. AHA Meli practices a lot <laughs> and, and we do very challenging songs, um, arrangements of traditional songs really. Mm -hmm. And I love Hawaiian, they, everybody who's in the group, we love Hawaiian music. We love singing together, mm -hmm. but, um, but really the foundation is, um, you know, doing 
doing the, those special songs in our way, but really putting the love into it, the mm. aloha into it. Let's listen to Kainani and Ahameli with their live performance of the song Wyomina. Cowboys went to Wyoming, which is Wyomina, and uh, they went there to compete in the world championships of roping. And everybody looked at them and said, who are these people? Because, <laughs> you know, they they didn't have much with them and they were just different, you know. Um, they ended up taking like first and third and sixth place. They were like, and so Hawaii, the people in Hawaii were amazing, like they were just like so proud and so excited. They wrote the song, they're like legends in Hawaii. If you ever go to Waimea, you probably see their picture somewhere. So um, the song honors them and the excitement of that. Amen. 
I was told that you were an expert in Queen Queen Liliokalani music. <laughs> uh, can you tell us how you got drawn to specifically her songs? Uh, I, I, I'd have to say I don't know if I'm an expert in that, <laughs> but we do we do do some um, Queen Liliokalani music. Mm -hmm. um, I I have admired her forever. You know, growing up. Um, I, I'm not actually Hawaiian by blood. Mm. I'm actually half Okinawan and half Caucasian. Mm -hmm. That's my background, which is very typical in Hawaii with, you know, just mixed. Yes. Everybody's mixed. Um, but um, but she's definitely somebody that I've, and, and being drawn to Hawaiian music, she's somebody that I've always admired. And I just felt like how much she loved her people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, and and not only, not only just loved them, but she actually would go out and, and travel around the island and meet people and mm. be, be with them and, you know, like really listen to them. Mm -hmm. um, she actually, I thought this was interesting. She actually met um, Susan Mills who of Mills College mm. in Hawaii when she was, she was teaching at one of the college or some at a school there and Queen Liliokalani before she was queen, she studied with her and she, got really inspired by her idea about women's education mm. and um and I thought that was amazing you know and so and she so Queen Leokalani really put a lot of of um a lot of good works into women's education and she helped uh with she helped with the Queen's Hospital you know just just really caring about the people and what was good for them mm -hmm. um when and then when she came to the San Francisco area on a trip um, she actually went to Mills College and got to got to see them to wow. see what it looked like what after you know they had set up Mills College here. So wow. I thought that was amazing. I hadn't That's I didn't really know that amazing. before. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, I heard I heard about the things that she's done and how she opened a women's bank. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and do they teach her history in in the school? Did you hmm. learn about her growing up in Hawaii? That's a good question. I didn't I don't you know, I, I don't know. I'm kind of old. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm with you on that. My memory is going bad too. Yes, I knew. I remember in fourth grade we learned a lot about specifically Hawaiian culture, mm -hmm. and 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 my you know my family not being actually Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. we, so I feel like when we got together with family, it was more you know Asian stuff. <laughs> you know, like right. we would go and do picnics and have all the relatives and very Hawaiian style in some ways in right. terms of like all the family stuff. But um, but I learned a lot when I came here to the academy. Like definitely learned how to be in a halau, which I didn't <laughs> hadn't done that before. Um, I um, backtracking a little bit. I, I actually went um, when I was in I was in college, mm -hmm. and uh, and then we, we moved to Colorado, and I actually hooked up with a halau there, and I became their musician. And so that's kind of where I learned how to sing Hawaiian music in public, <laughs> you know, rather than just being in my dorm room and stuff like that. So I had that before I came here. And, mm -hmm. and so I had that experience. So I was able to start teaching the class here and really doing that, you know, with the academy. That's great. Well, so let's say uh, as, you know, folks that go to Hawaii, mm -hmm. usually they're the, a common thing that they would do is watch a Hawaiian traditional performance. Mm -hmm. And so, um, can you describe like what what's the difference between watching a, a, a you know a performance like that for visitors mm -hmm. versus your typical backyard gathering oh. of Hawaiian 
you know, culture. Right. Uh, can you describe what that's like? Yeah. Well, if you watch, yeah. So if you watch a show, um, you're right. Obviously, a lot of it is visual, the costumes. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if you were in a backyard thing, everybody just wears what you're wearing. Right. So it's super <laughs> casual. Um, backyard hula would be, um, instead of ha instead of dancing more chanted songs like mm -hmm. like um, traditional songs, it would be much more. Um, modern songs let's say mm -hmm. um and you'd have hopefully you'd have a lot of musicians in your family that would be and it's <laughs> right. like it's um so many amazing musicians in hawaii you know i could imagine oh yeah so i mean if you're lucky you get to go to a show let's go to a, a party like that and just it's you know casual but beautiful mm. um, people are eating and you know drinking and just i love that yeah oh <laughs> it's it's great and then and you you just you just can't believe you're so lucky to have been invited to this party, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I remember um, my friend Chris, our yeah. mutual friend, uh -huh. uh, you, your group went to Maui for mm -hmm. a special trip, a special performance. I don't know the details, mm -hmm. but she said the most memorable ones were when you visited somebody. And so it wasn't really a performance to the public. It was more of a welcoming to the group right. and it sounds like that's what what mm -hmm. you're describing right now so like so ahamele we one of one of my goals was for them to, to be able to feel the songs that we sing mm -hmm. so um so we started doing these trips to hawaii um that maui one was one of them mm -hmm. and what we did is we tried to go to the places that we sing about Wow. So that's that's what made it. That's what makes it really special. Mm -hmm. So um, we've been singing these songs and practicing them, and you know, and so we actually take a trip there. And when you're actually standing in the place that you're singing about, yes. and you you just like even, the words are amazing because they you can kind of see things that you're that you're even if you don't speak Hawaiian, you, we still know what it's about, you know, because um, we do spend time on language <laughs> and learning uh -huh. what it's about. Um, but it's just the getting the feel of the place. Mm. Yeah. I mean, um, one of my favorite things about um, the Hawaiian worldview is that the place is as important as the people. Yes. So um, there's one song that we just did recently, um, Maki Ailana, where it, um, it talks about, oh, the two of us are there walking around, but it's really the three of us because the third entity is the place. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's, that's a big... That's uh, beautiful. Yeah, that's an important viewpoint. Mm. Yeah. I was in the Big Island, and I walked through the volcano, mm, yeah. and I, I was surprised. I was it was unexpected mm -hmm. to me to feel connected to the earth, just feeling the warmth underneath my feet. It was yeah. just really, you know, I was in awe yeah. of because you really feel that connection mm -hmm. um, to to the island and and to nature. Yeah. The volcano is a very powerful place. I felt yeah. that power. For oh yeah! Sure. Like every time I go there, like I have to take off my shoes so my feet feel the ground, mm. or I, I have to put my hand on the ground and feel it because you it just feel it fills your whole body, right? It really does. Yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a special place. One thing that's really, really cool is that, as I said, her and her siblings were all really talented, mm -hmm. and there was there was a time when they um, had music. They made music clubs, and this is before she was queen. Mm -hmm. um, 
she had more time. <laughs> so they, um, so each of them, like there's four of them. They call them um, Nalani Eha, which mm -hmm. is the four royals. Mm -hmm. So each of them had like a club, and then they would kind of do little um, competitions, you know, to see who had the, the best songs or whatever. And they had their groups that would sing, and you know, and she actually in private later on admitted that she thought her brother's songs were the best. <laughs> her younger brother, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I thought that was cool, and and um, yeah, they just. Some of the songs are um, are still known today, you know, but have become famous. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say like the songs, like they have um, they have that feel of Western and Hawaiian in vibe together. Mm -hmm. A lot of her songs that I, like are on the list that I gave you of songs that I thought were especially that I love. <laughs> yeah, um, they have a little bit of English in them, mm -hmm. and that at the time it was kind of a well, I mean, if you think of history, like there were in Hawaii, Hawaiian culture was what they were doing. And then they, the Western culture came in mm -hmm. and it was a, it was a long process of like integrating or, you know, and it was not always easy. It was like painful. Imagine. A lot of it was painful. Um, but the music, like, so there was a, uh, it was considered a really cool thing to put different, different languages into your, into your songs. Mm -hmm. So a lot of her songs have just like a little hint of English. Mm -hmm. And so at first you think, oh, this is in English. And then it turns into Hawaiian, you know, <laughs> it goes into Hawaiian. But it's like she, she, chooses, she chooses the words really well, like just beautiful words in there, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and, and so I can't remember what year, and I know we talked about not know, forgetting about time. <laughs> <laughs> but was, uh, so I know the, the ukulele was introduced to Hawaii mm -hmm. from the Portuguese, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So before that, was it all guitars and, and percussion and mm. and all that? So so ancient Hawaiian mm -hmm. time, there it was all, you know, gourds and drums and percussion. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that was like the, tr the chanted time when they would chant along, right? So that, yeah, so they, they call that, nowadays they call, they call that kahiko for hula. Kahiko. Yeah, so that's like more the traditional ancient style, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, yeah, so when the stringed instruments came, she actually played um, guitar, ukulele, and she played zither. Wow. Yeah, and, the, and, yeah. and one of the songs, Amazing. I think, I know, one of the songs, I think, Ahe uh, Makani, uh -huh. also, I think that's, either mentions a zither or, it, or it's done with zither or something like that. And but that's the one that's kind of a mix of different yeah, influences. Yeah. And that's a waltz in which, yeah, yeah. I, you know, Hawaiian people never used to do waltzing. <laughs> <laughs> we actually like never knew a waltz and then we went to a wedding and we felt like we should have a waltz that people could actually dance to. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, so we just learned <laughs> one. I, I, I know, exactly. But, Is there yeah. something about that song that you want to talk about further? Um, it, it's, a, it's one of those love songs that, you know, she, you, just, you just listen to it and you just feel like her emotions coming through, mm. you know. It's um, a lot of, uh, it's, it's about the wafting breeze, you know. So if you, if you feel the, if you can feel how the wafting breeze makes you feel, mm -hmm. right? That's how the song kind of makes you feel, I think, you know. Here is Ahe Lau Makani performed by Herb Ota Jr. and John Yamasato. <laughs> Makani, Lao 
interested in um, how other royal families operate right because mm-hmm. you know this is kind of new for them mm-hmm. you know they you know all oh, right they were the new lineage exactly because uh-huh. there, there was the Kamehamehas and you know they they were all about you know a lot of all through the whole 
all of the royals they had to deal with the melding of the cultures you know mm -hmm. the, every every single person had to deal with different things you know what do we do about land what do we do about you know society you know all the all the all the decisions that have to be made there's you know different constitutions like you know there's different opinions about you know what kind of um, churches do we want to have here and you know all kinds of things mm -hmm. I mean they used to have a different religion and then that kind of changed when the missionaries came and yeah. you know kind of it, it kind of changed before the missionaries got here and they kind of came in and filled a void in a way but it was a yeah it was you know it was tough <laughs> um, so one thing that King Kalakaua did that I, and, and actually other other kings before him did that too they actually traveled across the world but you know of course there's no airplanes in that time mm -hmm. so they all took a long time they went on steamers and you know they took ships and mm -hmm. it took like a long time um, and they and you know they they were new to different cultures so sometimes um, you know they had to worry about getting sick because mm. they weren't exposed to those germs you know and stuff yeah. like that so so King Kalakaua actually died you know I after in San Francisco oh I didn't yeah. know that really <laughs> yeah. and they had yeah and then I um, but he had traveled several times but on that one particular trip he he died yeah I mean I think he died in San Francisco and then you know they he was on they brought his body back you know and the, the people wow. of Hawaii saw that the the banners or the the flags were down and stuff so that's kind of one of their clues that they knew what had happened wow yeah so I mean but they did they um um they did some royal trips so that they could see what royalty did so mm. it was kind of a there's some on some level there's that whole grand um you know, pomp and circumstance, mm -hmm. pomp and circumstance, <laughs> right? That um, I think Kalakaua really enjoyed that, so, you mm -hmm. know, like having the coronation and all that stuff, which they had never done that before because they didn't even know that people did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, so it was very, it was very impressive to go out to different, um, to visit other kings and queens and see their palaces and, you know, see their, their outfits and their crowns and things like that. And was, was Queen Liliaku, was she with him when, when so she, or was it no, the family no, or just him? No. Yeah, so it was, I mean, so she, she was back and she was the regent while I see. he was traveling and stuff like that. I see. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so there was a lot. So uh, they learned, uh, he actually built Yolani Palace because he was inspired after he saw other countries, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, she got invited to, Queen Lilithlani went to Queen Victoria's Jubilee. Wow. And that's what that's one of the songs. Um, so that was that. adapted for her, specifically for her. She, Queen Lilithlani wrote that song the on the oh, occasion she, wrote it. she actually okay. yeah she actually went to queen victoria of england's jubilee mm -hmm. and then she wrote that song in that in honor of that oh wow yeah. and i thought it was interesting i mean there were um there were different uh there were uh, there were a lot of dignitaries invited there but one thing that i just uh read about was that queen queen lilithlani was especially interested with the queen of uh, the empress of india I think because because she was already also dark skinned like her, you know what I mean. So that really impressed her. Like she just that kind of captured her, you know. Yeah. So in so so in the song she mentions she talks about the Queen of England and she talks about the the Empress of India also. Here is Queen's Jubilee, performed by Sean Gombon.
talk about aloha oi. Oh, yeah, sorry. We, we veered off <laughs> I know of that. We're, we're on our own <laughs> journey right. ourselves. That's right. Well, aloha oi, I love that because um, um, what, what they say is that she saw, she witnessed somebody saying goodbye, a couple saying goodbye to each other, mm -hmm. and it just really um, captured her. Mm -hmm. And she wrote that song because of that. Mm -hmm. And again, Aloha Oi has English words in it, right? A few English words interspersed in mostly Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. But um, that, that was, um, it, I mean, it's a, it's a song that I think everybody can identify with. Yes. You know, you know you've had that where you've had to say goodbye to somebody that you love. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's become, yeah, it's become like a, almost a way to say goodbye in many ways, you mm -hmm. know. And, it, and But the nice thing is that it also ends with until we meet again. Right, so, that's right. Yeah. Well, I, I, well I, to me, aloha means hello and goodbye. Mm. Is, that, is that right? Is that right? <laughs> it's kind um, of right. <laughs> it's much deeper. Aloha is actually a very important word in Hawaiian culture. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's hello and goodbye, but it's also, it's like an acknowledgement that somebody else is important too. Mm. It's like when you say, when you aloha somebody, you're saying, you know, I care about you. You're important. Mm. You know, so it's kind of like sharing your heart with them. You yes, know? that has a whole new meaning. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it's um, yes. Yeah. So so it's true that you say hello and goodbye that way. But it's like when you say aloha to somebody, it's more than just hello and goodbye. It's very. Mm. It's deeper. It's more of opening your heart to someone. Exactly. Here is Tia Career performing Aloha Oi.
So um, tell us about that song. Yeah, so I mean that's actually very historical, also. Um, so um, if you know, if you've read about her, you know that she at uh, she was queen, and at the end she ended up imprisoned. There was mm -hmm. a lot of upheaval and um, uh, overthrow of the Hawaiian government, mm -hmm. the monarchy. Um, so she was imprisoned in Iolani Palace for a while, mm -hmm. and um, I believe that's actually a lot. She did a lot of her writing down of her songs there, mm. you know. But she, <laughs> so so in that way, she I had you know, that, yeah, yeah. So she had time. So she she really immersed herself in music. She definitely transcribed a lot of the songs that she had already written, and not, you know, people didn't really write stuff down at mm -hmm. that time. So so that's we were lucky about that. Mm -hmm. um, so while she was imprisoned, um, she wasn't allowed to have news from outside or. Um, or other publications. So she's, she really wow. did a lot of writing herself. Um, and her, a friend of hers would bring flowers from one of, so she, a lot of times Hawaiian homes, you, you name them, they mm -hmm. have names. Paolo is the name of one of her homes. Oh, okay. And so from her garden at that home, uh -huh. um, he would bring flowers from there. Okay. So ku'upua means my flower. Oh. Okay. So, so it's the flowers from that garden of, of her, home that she misses right mm -hmm. um but the other cool thing is that he would wrap the flowers in newspapers <laughs> oh so she would get the, the she would get news, news right right with that right and somehow nobody caught on to that so that Amazing. was it was kind of a um <laughs> pretty a pretty brilliant scheme <laughs> let's listen to kuupua'i paua kalani performed by lito archangel i hope i said that correctly
go to Hawaii knowing something about it ahead of time like if you think of it instead of just going to a beautiful place mm -hmm. if you like learn a little bit about the culture mm -hmm. and then and then when you go you appreciate it more 
And it also makes, I feel like the people who live there, it makes them feel, you know, special that, that you appreciate all, all of God. Because, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, they're w- very willing and happy to share aloha with, with visitors. Um, but I think um, being appreciative of the culture and how special it is um, goes a long way to making it a, a really special time. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nani, thank you so <laughs> much for sharing all your knowledge about Hawaiian music and Queen Liliuokalani. And uh, I'm so grateful for you for taking the time to talk with me today. Oh, thanks for having me.